What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the final podcast of the year for Punch in the Mouth. That's right. You guys aren't going to hear from me podcast-wise until next year. Don't worry. That's only about a month away. So we're going on a month hiatus podcast-wise, but I'm hoping to update my YouTube channel a lot more frequently. Even when the podcast is going, I'll do that. I'm getting a lot better at editing. I have two videos recorded. It's just taking me a while because I'm editing them. So bear with me. Also, please follow me on Instagram, Punch in the Mouth Official. You can email me at punchinthemouthofficial at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at official underscore PITM. What else? You can also DM me on Instagram. I see it. Don't worry. But. I just ask for it to be serious inquiries only. Like, please don't DM me some dumb stuff. I am trying to figure out if I will get credentialed for UFC 270. I put in my application in, so you guys might see me on TV next month. Maybe you won't. Who knows? Hopefully you do, right? But we'll see. Anyway, deuces, guys. Again, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy whatever you celebrate, because I don't know all the holidays around this time. I don't know what you celebrate. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with me for 37 episodes. Should have been more, but I will do better next year. That I can promise you. Stay safe. Wear a mask. If you go to any type of event, please be pro-cautious. All right, deuces, guys. up everybody welcome to the final show of 2021 the reason i say final i understand there's an event this weekend but i don't think it's i shouldn't say significant enough but i'd rather talk about it when i come back in january so the way this is gonna work is i'm gonna do this show and then the podcast is gonna go away until Fight week of Calvin Cater versus Giga Chikatse, which they fight on January 15th. So around the 10th or somewhere like that, I'll be back. And I'd rather talk about the results then. Because then there's just a lot of sitting around after the fight. So I'd rather just wait. I will be updating the YouTube channel. I'm in the middle of editing the videos. I've already recorded two videos. I'm in the middle of editing them. I was going to post them up last week. But things happen. But they're coming. They are coming. They're just in editing right now, so be patient, please, but they are coming. I wanted to get this out first because it's a little easier to get these out. But without further ado, let's get into it. UFC 269. Oliveira versus Poirier. Oliveira wins by rear naked choke in the third round. 
Juliana Pena with the upset beats Amanda Nunez second round rear naked choke as well. Jeff Neal beats Santiago Pontinibio by split decision. Kai Kara France knocks out Cody Garbrandt. Sean O'Malley beats Julian Paiva. Josh Emmett beats Dan Ige by unanimous decision. Dominic Cruz survives the first round to beat Pedro Munoz unanimous decision tied to Ivasa. Knocks out Augusto Sakai to create the Shui party. Bruno Silva beats Jordan Wright by TKO. Andre Muniz beats Eric Anders by armbar submission. That guy is a problem. Aaron Blanchfield beats Miranda Maverick by unanimous decision. Ryan Hall beats Derek Miner by unanimous decision. Tony Kelly beats Randy Costa by TKO elbows. Gillian Roberts beats Priscilla Cachoria by submission. Rear naked choke with one second left in the first round. Okay. Where do I want to start with this? I want to start with Andre Muniz. I hope he's ranked. He deserves to be ranked. He called somebody out, but I can't remember. Hopefully looking at the rankings, I, I can remember. Andre Muniz is number 13. I think he called out Darren Till. I want to say he either called out Darren Till or Jack Hermanson. He's number 13. Um, if I was him, I'd try to fight Brad Tavares, who's number 11. The reason Brad Tavares is because he's only two... Or even Nasruddin Imanov because of the amount of hype that guy has. But he's already above Chris Weidman and Kevin Holland. So if I was him, I'd either try to fight Brad Tavares or Nasruddin Imanov. The reason is because... Brad Tavares has the ultimate fighter name to him, right? He's fought Israel. Even though he, he lost to Israel, that fight looks good because that's one fight that Israel didn't, like, he didn't really do anything. That's why I've been very critical of Israel. That unless his opponents, like, are very aggressive, he's not a very good finisher. These, I'm just speaking how I see it. I'm not trying to criticize Israel's style but that's just how it plays out like if, if they're nonchalant he's nonchalant this is just Israel's style which is okay he's winning fights which is all that matters in the end and then I also did hear Darren Till and Uriah Hall are gonna fight and Sean Strickland is trying to fight Jack Hermanson and Derek Brunson and Jerry Cannonier are slated to fight so if I'm Andre Muniz, I'm either shooting Brad Tavares or Nasodim Imonov. Tai Tuibasa, I believe, is number 11 at this point. He is number 11. And so he's going to fight somebody in the top 10. Derek Lewis and Chris Dawkins, they're, they're going to fight. Jamil Abedurak Kamenov? I know I said that wrong. He, I believe he has a fight. I don't remember against who. Um, so if I'm tied, I'm either shooting for Tom Aspinall or Martin Tibura or even above Chris Dacus. I might try to fight 
Augusto, I mean, not a Razinho Rosenstrike. Why did I say Augusto Sakai? He just beat him. The reason I can't see them giving that to Ty is because how fun he is, how much he's over with the fans. He got one of the loudest pops in the whole arena after he won, and he sits on top of the cage to do a shoey. I tried to do one, but nobody was with me to do one with me, so it didn't happen. I'm a little sad. But so Tai Tuibasa will either fight Tom Aspinall or Martin Tibura. I believe he could go as high as Rosinho Rosenstrike, who is number six right now. Because, of course, Alexander Volkanovsky, <laughs> Volkov just fought. Um, Curtis Blaze just fought Razinho. It might be a while. Stipe is waiting in the wings. I believe Stipe is going to get the winner of Cyril Gan and Francis Ngannou. Who they fight January 22nd at the Honda Center in Anaheim, California. So we'll see, man. Dominic Cruz beats Pedro Munoz. Can I say something? When it comes to Dominic Cruz, he got a lot of um, backlash because of what he said about DC. And and I understand because it sounds like he bashed DC, which he, let's be honest, he kind of did. But if you really listen to what he said, he's saying, I wish he would just do it more. But he didn't tell him DC's a bad uh, color commentator because he doesn't watch film. He never said that. What he said was I wish he would do it more. But I understand why everybody got mad at him because now fighters are going to be like, well, DC doesn't watch film, so he probably doesn't know. Like, it's going to look bad on DC, but what Dominic said wasn't all that bad. Should he have said it where he said it? I believe not, but I honestly believe he didn't have any intentions of hurting Daniel Corman. He just said it. And Dom has done stuff like that in the past. Like, look at what he did with Hans Mullenkamp. Then look at how he, like, trash talks his fighters. Like, my favorite thing with Dominic Cruz is when they had that face-to-face between him and TJ. He was just spitting facts to TJ, and TJ was getting mad. The moral of the story is, I don't believe Dom did anything wrong. Should he have said what he said, where he said it? Probably not. He should have, if they talked about it privately, it should have been kept that way. But now the problem is that fighters in the future... I'm going to be honest with you, and I see it even in my day-to-day life, grown-ups are petty. Like, they'll bring it up like they're children. Trust me, they will. So, I feel what what DC what upset DC more than anything is that he put him on blast like that. So, now in the future, other fighters might start using that. And Dom Hassens came out and said, He's like, I don't regret what I said to DC because I honestly feel like I didn't say anything wrong, but I do regret where I said it. Like, probably in front of the media who's looking for clicks, including myself. Like, I don't blame the media. They're doing their job because that's what their job and their paycheck rely on or how many people are tuning in to read this, hear this, watch this, whether it be a video, a podcast, or an article. I don't blame the media. But now it's going to make DC look bad. In some way it'll make 
the UFC look bad because people are going to start saying, well, DC doesn't watch film. But at the same time, there's no right way to do it. I can do it a certain way. Somebody else will do it a different way. There is no right way to do it. Is DC a good commentator? He's great at it. Does he make it fun? Yes, he does. If you notice between both of their styles, Dom is very accurate with facts, where DC is more laid back and fun with it. Their styles mesh very well. I hope it doesn't hinder their relationship because I love both of them as fighters and as personalities. I can't say as people because I don't know either of them. I honestly hope this doesn't hinder their relationship because it honestly shouldn't. Again, should Dom have said what he said where he said it? No. But he, I honestly feel he didn't say anything wrong. He just said what he believed. So moving on for that. Who should Dominic Cruz fight next? He's got Marab Dizwashos Wheelie. Rob Funk. Cody Sanhagen. Jose Aldo. TJ Dillashaw. And Peter Yan. I'm looking for Cody Garbrandt. But I think they took him out of the rankings. Let me see. They did. They took Cody out. Because now Cody Stanham, Stan, Stamen, sorry, I was going to say Stanhamen, I'm like, what? Stamen, Sonia Dong, Sean O'Malley, Rafael Asuncao, Frankie Edgar, Pedro Munoz, Marlon Moraes, Marlon Vera, and so, okay. If Dominic Cruz were to fight up, he's either going to end up fighting Rob Dizwashers Wheelie, which is a hard fight. Rob Font or Corey Sanhagen because after those three is Jose Aldo, TJ, and Peter. And we already know Peter's or Peter, however you want to call him. He's locked to fight Algermain at some point in 22. I believe TJ and Jose should be locked to fight. So if I'm Dominic Cruz in first round management, I'm shooting for Corey Sanhagen, Rob Font, or Marab Dishwashers Wheelie. Josh Emmett beats Dan Ige. What a crazy fight. Josh Emmett got dropped and then he came back. Okay, Josh Emmett's number six. Calvin Cater and Giga Chikatze are about to fight in January. So I believe he should wait for the winner of this fight if he wants to fight or fight Arnold Allen. Or unless he could get a fight with Korean Zombie. Imagine him in Korean Zombie. That'd be nuts. Unless they do the rematch between Yair Rodriguez and Korean Zombie. Because right now, Featherweights are kind of stuck, right? Because there's rumors that it's going to be Volkanovski versus Holloway. Brian Ortega's right there. So I believe if they do Yair Rodriguez versus the Korean Zombie, Josh Emmett should either get the loser of Calvin Cater. And Giga Chikatze. John O'Malley beats Julian Paiva. Number 13, O'Malley. I believe Rafael Sansal is going to fight this weekend. I don't want to see him fight Frankie Edgar because I feel like... I don't know who I'm having. I would rather see him fight either Pedro Munoz or Marlon Moraes. And I understand that people are going to get upset at that because 
Sean O'Malley is number 13, and I'm saying skip number 12 and number 11, give him number 10 or 9. But I believe those are the two best options for him. Either Pedro Munoz or Marlon Moraes. And they should make it a fight night main event to really show Sean O'Malley's worth. If they can do it in Arizona, not even in Arizona, yeah, Arizona. So we'll see, man. It'll be cool to see it done in Arizona. Kaikara Fans beats Cody Garbrandt. Kaikara Fans is number six. It's because it's hard, right? So he's number six. Number five is Brandon Royval. Number four is Alex Perez. Number three is Alexandre Pantoja. Number two is Ashkar Askarov. Number one is Davison Figueredo. And the champ is Brandon Moreno. So we all know that Davison and Brandon are going to fight in Anaheim in January. If Davison wins, they're locked for the for a fourth fight. Because this is the third fight, but they're locked for a fourth fight. So it, it, if I'm Kai Car of France, I'm shooting as high as possible. And I believe right now it would either be Alex Perez or Alejandre Pantoja. Alexandre. Because Alex Perez was supposed to fight match now, but something happened. And I don't even know if Alex Perez is going to stay in the division because he missed weight. He just didn't get fined because the fight never happened. So if I'm Kaikara France, I'm shooting for Alejandre Pantoja. Because I believe in the wings in case Davison or Brandon don't make weight, they're going to have Ashkar Ashcroft waiting in the wings. But he has problems with the weight too, so we shall see. We shall see. But if I'm Kaikara France, I'm shooting for Alejandre Pantoja. I'm shooting for the highest ranked opponent that you can get. So Alejandre, he's number six, so he, he would fight number three. So we'll see, man. For Cody, I don't know if Cody wants to keep fighting, if there's something else he wants to do. What he can do is keep getting into firefights. That he cannot do because for whatever reason, his chin doesn't hold up. And he thought the answer was to drop down in weight. Um, there has been cases before when people drop down in weight. Their chins become susceptible. Susceptible to knockouts. But Cody already had that problem at 135. So I don't know what he's going to do. He can get into firefights. I'll tell you that much. But if he goes up to back up to 135. He should, fight, he should fight Marlon Moraes. Or he should probably fight Sean O'Malley. They had a scuffle during the press conference. We'll see what happens. Jeff Neal beats Santiago Pontenivio. Nobody moved. Okay, okay. So, if I'm Jeff Neal, I try to fight Michael Chiesa. That's the highest possible person you're going to get. Because Hamza right now is rumored he's going to fight Neil Magny or Sean Brady. But Bulal Muhammad is going to fight um, Stephen Thompson who just signed a new contract with the UFC. 
Stephen Thompson did. So if I'm Jeff Neal, I'm trying to fight Michael Chiesa or Sean Brady. Michael Chiesa, sorry, because Sean Brady is going to either end up fighting Hamdan or Neil Magny. I heard it's going to be Neil Magny, but I don't know if that's 100% for sure. For Santiago Pantanillo, just get a win. He still got him, man. Like, a lot of people will say that after he took that break, he doesn't have it anymore. He still has it. He still has it. Juliana Pena beats Amanda Nunes. Remember I said, I don't know who it's going to be. It might be Juliana. It might be somebody else. But somebody was going to be there and stay in Amanda's face. And she wasn't going to like it and test her. That person turned out to be Juliana, the Venezuelan vixen Pena. So here, here's my, my immediate thoughts is there's going to be a rematch. Amanda Nunes has done too much for that division. And she's defended her title so many times that on that alone, you give her a rematch. Now people were saying she didn't prepare correctly. That's her fault. Like I could say, oh, Dustin beat Conor because Conor didn't prepare correctly. That is Conor McGregor's fault. If they didn't prepare correctly, why did they go fight? Because they thought they could beat him doing it. I have no other way of putting it than a half-ass camp. You thought you could beat one of the best people in the world doing a half-ass camp where they put in double, triple time the work probably that you were putting in. People want to use that excuse, but let's look back. Let's look back on her last defense at Bantamweight. Didn't she have a hard time in the stand-up that all she did was take Jermaine Durandamy down? What was the big difference? The Jermaine Durandamy just laid there. Contrary to this fight, Amanda blitzed Juliana and Juliana actually fell down. What was Amanda's mistake? She clinched her and started messing with her on the ground. And Juliana just kept moving enough to tire her out. Now, if she didn't prepare correctly, plus all that movement on the ground, yeah, that could have had an effect on her cardio. But Amanda, knowing that she should have prepared correctly, did she think she was going to blitz right through her? Maybe. I haven't asked Amanda. The only one that knows that answer to that question is Amanda. She looked like she was in incredible shape. So for you to tell me she didn't prepare correctly, I have a hard time believing that. Now, could the minus 10 pounds that she hadn't lost in two years played a factor? Possibly. But this isn't new. We saw this against Jermaine Durandamy. The only difference was that Juliana Pinion has a ground game. Jermaine Durandamy's is non-existent. At least during the Amanda Nunes fight it wasn't because Jermaine Durandamy actually choked out Juliana Pena after fighting Amanda Nunes. Juliana just had a self-belief in herself that she could beat her and she did. Now in the immediate future they're going to run it back because Amanda has done too much to not get that rematch and respect. What did happen is she got knocked down to number three. In the pound for pound rankings, and now Valentina Shevchenko is number one. Rose Namajunas is number two. Is this correct? Yes. Valentina is the better fighter. And it's always been like that. If you look at the projections of their careers, even the fights with each other, Valentina was doing better in the later rounds in both fights. A lot of people say she won the second fight. 
What Amanda had over Valentina was power, but scale-wise, and I've always believed this, and the commentators have even said it, scale-wise, Valentina was better. What did Amanda have over her was power, and a lot of times, power can sometimes beat scale, because if one of Amanda's hits equals three of Valentina's, the more punches Amanda lands, it looks better for her. Now that Valentina saw this, will she go up to 135 and try to beat Champ Champ? I think so. If she defends her belt, look, because the way this is going to go down, I don't know at this point who they're going to have Valentina Chevchenko fight. But at, by accounts, it's going to be Talia Santos. Because she's already beaten Jessica Andrade, Caitlin Chukagian, Lauren Murphy, and Jennifer Maya. She's already beaten the top four girls. And Talia Santos just beat Joanne Calderwood. I mean, Wood. It used to be Calderwood, but now it's just Wood. And the one girl I thought that could probably give um, Valentina a run for her money, Cynthia Calvillo, has just lost to Jessica Andrade. And I believe she just fought Andrea Lee. And she lost both of those fights. So the only girl right now at Flyway that I believe is going to fight Valentina is Talia Santos. Let's say Valentina runs through her. They're going to do the rematch between Amanda and Juliana first. But if Juliana wins, I feel that Valentina Shevchenko automatically becomes the number one contender because she has a win over her. Unless whatever's going on with Jermaine Durand to me heals up before then because she was taken out of the rankings due to something. She's still with the roster. Dana did confirm that over this past weekend. She's still with the roster. But let's say those two fights happen and Amanda loses again. You give Valentina a shot at the 135-pound belt, in my humble opinion. But we're going to move on from that. Charles Oliveira defeats Dustin Poirier by round three rear naked choke. I know I said I wasn't going to do this on this show anymore, and I'm really not. But I didn't appreciate how people were counting out Charles Oliveira. And I understand that Dustin looked very dominant in his two wins over Conor McGregor. That's why he was the favorite. This, this, and that. But in my mind, I'm going, people are insane. They're counting out Charles Oliveira. There is this fable that he gives up in fights. Because of his fight with Max Holloway, where he just gave up. What if he was really hurt? What if he was cutting too much weight? Have you seen how big that guy is? What if he was cutting too much weight and he couldn't take a shot? Did we think about that? Did we? Let me tell you, he can take a shot now. He got rocked a couple times, but he stayed composed. His body work was really great. I'm a big fan of his teeth kicks to the body. That was great stuff by Charles. And then Dustin's, like, I see what people are saying, like, Dustin quit. Dustin did not quit. That choke was in. Going into that third round, they were 1-1. I believe Dustin won the first round. Charles won the second round. Was Charles getting better as the fight went on? Yes. Should we start putting more respect on Charles Oliveira's name? Yes. 
is a box office fight between Charles and Islam Mahashev probably going to happen in 22? I'm pretty sure it is. The only two people standing in the way of that are Justin Gaethje, who they're saying is going to get the next title shot, and Benil Dariush, who Islam is slated to fight in February. But I believe if Charles beats Justin, which he has all the tools to do it, because look at what Chandler, a lot of people thought Chandler beat Justin. So did I, but it is what it is. You can be wrong. And look at what Charles did to, um, to Chandler. I was going to say Oliveira. He knocked him out in the second round after getting dropped. So will Charles get dropped against Dustin? Sure. But what's three rounds three, four, and five going to look like? Because let me tell you, Charles Oliveira's cardio is on point. Anybody tells me it's not, I'll be like, look at his last two fights. Tell me it's not. I believe Charles will defeat Justin. I'm not giving up. I'm just saying what I believe. I'm not rooting for any person in particular. And I believe Islam Mahashev will be Benil Dariush, which will set up their fight. For Abu Dhabi, September 2022. That's where they're going to fight. They need Middle Eastern fighters. Islam's the closest to being number one contender. So we might see them fight. Islam's going to fight in February, right? I believe they're going to try to book Justin Gaethje versus Charles Oliveira between that April-May range. So both of them could be ready by October. So we'll see what happens. For Dustin, the answer is easy. Fight Connor for a fourth time. If you beat him twice, you're, you're on paper you're the better fighter. So fight him for a fourth time, make big money. Fight Nate Diaz for the last fight on his contract, make big money, or go up to one seventy and fight Colby. You've been saying you wanted to do that. Because in the rankings, I believe Dustin is number two. Yeah, Gage is number one. Or fight Chandler. Because there was that scuffle that you were going to fight with Chandler. Because Benil and Islam are slated to fight. Unless you want to be a late replacement to that. And keep your name in the top. Because he could ease him. With a few wins, he could easily get a win. I mean, a rematch with Charles Oliveira. Or if Justin Gaethje beats Charles. You can sell that because Dustin already beat Justin Gaethje. Even though Dustin lost, he still got a lot of options because he's he's a he's a star, man. You can either fight Connor for the fourth time. You can fight Michael Chandler. You could be a replacement for Benir Islam. Yeah, because he would need a win before fighting for a title. But yeah, that's it for UFC. 269. Let's move on to this weekend. Lewis versus Dacus. Derek Lewis will take on Chris Dacus in the final UFC event of 2021. In the co-main event, you got Steven Thompson versus Bulal Muhammad. And then you got Amanda Lemus versus Angela Hill. Amanda Lemus, um, she's managed by Valid Ishmael. This is the girl where Valid took over and cut this really good promo. And Derek Lewis goes, she didn't say all that. You guys remember that? That's that girl. 
And then see how Fire Sunsal will fight Ricky Simone. And Carlos Diego Ferrero is gonna fight Mazut Gamrat. Gamrat. And then Cub, Sw Cub Swanson will fight Derek Elkins. And Gerald Mershard's coming back against Dustin Stolfus. And Jari Eubanks is gonna fight Melissa Gatto. I'm really looking for that. Forward to that Amanda Lemus fight. And to me, Steven Thompson versus Bulal Muhammad is where it's at. Like, that's a good fight. And then Derek Lewis versus Chris Dawkins, that's also a great fight. But that's it for the events of 2021. Let's see what else we got here. Oh, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but they haven't. Bellator has announced that. Ryan Bader will unify the belts with Valentin Moldovsky on January, I want to say, 29th. Yes, January 29th. In Phoenix, Arizona, they're trying to give Bader home field advantage. I don't even know if that's an advantage because then people you know are asking for tickets. And then they've also announced that Darian Caldwell will return to fight Enrique Barzula, who was the winner of the second Ultimate Fighter Land America. So there's a little bit of breaking news there, if you didn't know. I'm happy this is happening because for a while, they were saying that Fedor might jump over Valentin Moldovsky and if Fedor won he would just vacate the belt to make Valentin Moldovsky the undisputed champion I thought that was pretty lame I'm glad they're doing it like this but rest assured if Ryan Bader wins we're gonna see Fedor fight him I guarantee you I guarantee you let me see it says tickets going on sale I want to say it said December 16th so two days from now, the 16th. So one day from now, because you're probably going to be listening to this on Wednesday. Where to go? Tickets for Bellator 273, Bader versus Moldovsky. Go on sale Thursday, December 16th, and can be purchased at Ticketmaster and Bellator.com. A special pre-sale will be taking place a day prior. So if you're listening to this on... Wednesday, December 15th, there's going to be a pre-sale if you want to go to this. It was a good fight. It's a good fight. Look into next year. Okay, a lot of this is going to be opinion-based. But we're going to look into next year. Based off of what I've heard and know. It's a fact that AJ McKee is going to fight next year for Bellator. It's, that's because he's either going to sign a new contract or he'll do one of his Champions Claws fights. So I'm excited for that. The question becomes against which Pitbull brother because he has teased in the past that he wants to move up to lightweight. Um, We're going to see the rematch between Juliana Pena. I just talked about this. And Amanda Nunes at some point. At some point that's going to happen. I believe we will see Kat Zingano fight Chris Cyborg 
at 145 at some point. I believe Fedor's last fight will be next year at some point. Again, I say some point because these are opinions. I believe we see Nick and Nate fight next year as well. Nick and Nate Diaz. There are rumors that he's going to fight. What's his name? Kevin Holland at welterweight. I do believe Francis is going to re-sign with the UFC. I believe we're going to see John Jones return at heavyweight next year and fight whoever the champion is at the time. And I believe it'll be at Madison Square Garden, whether it be in November or an earlier show. I believe Conor McGregor will return late next year and either fight Dustin for a fourth for a fourth time or fight a top contender. I believe a box office fight next year is going to be Oliveira versus Islam Mahashev. So that's what I feel is going to happen next year. And now I'm going to talk about details about the PITM award show. So I'm going to do this award show again. It probably means nothing to a lot of people because I can't even make a trophy. Maybe sometime down the line I will be able to. But I'm going to do like a, a knockout of the year, submission of the year, fight of the year. But the U the cool thing is the UFC isn't the only one involved. I'm going to try to involve PFL, Bellator, the UFC. I say those three because those are the three I keep up with. I don't really keep up with one. The only thing I really want to see from one right now is Raw Tag versus Demetrius Johnson in that hybrid rules match they were going to have. But unfortunately, due to COVID, they had to cancel it. It was going to happen at the end of December. And I'm also going to talk about like storylines going into next year. Um, fighters that had a big impact on the sport this year where some fighters may end up fighting who next year like it's crazy it's not only going to be in a workshop but it's like what's going to happen so somewhat about de looking into the future looking into next year something like that i'm going to have a co-host though i hope it's going to work out as good as it is in my head when i try to do it into video into reality on video but yeah, there's that. You can look for that at some point next week. I hope to have it up a few days after Christmas, but I do want to record it at some point next week. Paul Daly versus Tyron Woodley. I mean, because I, I have Paul versus Woodley on my notes, it's Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley. I'm sorry. So Jake Paul is going to fight Tyron Woodley again because he was supposed to fight Tommy Fury. But Tommy Fury got a chest infection and broken rib. And Tyron Woodley was ready to step in. And for those that don't know, there's a knockout clause that if Tyron Woodley is able to knock out Jake Paul, he'll give him an extra $500,000. Can I tell you guys something that I find hilarious? There's no knockout clause came from Dylan Dennis of all people and people just ran with it. I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you guys listening to him? This is why I say Colby's a better source because Colby doesn't, I'm not going to say he doesn't lie about things because I did find out that thing he said about 
Kamar Usman trying to s change management turned out not to be true. So that turned out not to be true. But he was right about the broken rib with Jorge Masvidal, wasn't he? And why are people taking... Again, it sounds like I'm shitting on Dylan Dennis, but I'm really not. But why are people taking the word of a dude that hasn't fought since 2019? His record is 2-0. and and this guy's gotten punked by people like Gordon Ryan and Gordon Ryan's girlfriend. Why are you guys taking his word? Like, what is it that he's done that he's credible? I'm telling you, Kobe's more credible. And I li like, I have nothing against Dylan, but I'm, the question becomes, what has he done to become a credible source on something like that? He doesn't even know anybody at Showtime. He works with the people from Bellator. He's copied Conor McGregor's gimmick. I believe Conor when he talks about numbers and stuff like that. Because they probably do give it to him because he brings in those type of numbers. I believe he does own half a paradigm. That's why a lot of people don't, that are represented by paradigm try to keep Conor's name out their mouth. I, I honestly believe that. But why are people believing what Dylan Dennis says? Has he seen the contract? Does he really know anybody from Showtime? Like I can't believe this is a thing. Like, and people believe it. Like, people have come up to me, Adrian, is this true? I'm like, where did you guys hear that from? Oh, they're like, oh, we don't know. We just read it somewhere. I'm like, you want to know who said that? Dylan Dennis, and they started laughing. I'm st I want to know how people just took his word for this. That's all I'm asking. In no way, shape, or form am, am I trying to make fun of Dylan Dennis because I'm not. I'm, I really am not. I just want to know why people took his word and ran with this. Because as the old saying goes, take it from who it's coming from. Who's the source? All this guy's done for the past almost two, two years, almost three. Because I believe his last fight was in May, no, June of 2019. For, for almost two years and a half, it's just talk. Like, he says he could take out half the UFC roster, but yet he's 2-0 and against people I can't honestly name, and Ariel's called him out on it, too. Like, I don't want to hate on It sounds like I'm hating on him, but I'm really not. But my only question to you is, whoever's listening to this, how did Dylan get so in your head that you want to believe what he said is fact? Whereas Colby also says outrageous things, but there's some truth to it. Did it not turn out that Jorge did have a broken rib? I'm staying quiet so it could let everything I just said sink in. Col Jorge did have a broken rib. His coach, Mike Brown, confirmed it a few days after Colby said it. But yet... I would like to see the contract that supposedly Dylan Dennis saw. So first round, Nakissa. Can you guys please show me the contract that supposedly Dennis, Dylan Dennis saw that had a no knockout clause in it? I don't believe that. What I do believe is that Tyron Woodley caught him with the shot and just didn't follow up on it. People believe that fight was bought. I don't know if it was, but the fact that you're telling me there's a no knockout clause... Now, if it would have came from Tony Atlas, I would have been like, okay, there's something there. But the fact that it's coming from Dylan Dennis, I don't believe it.
I don't. I just don't. So. Tyrone Willie came out today or yesterday saying thank you to Dylan Dennis for making up that story. Because now I can go make more money. If I knock this guy out. So Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley is eight rounds, I believe, at 190 pounds, 192 pounds. Amanda Serrano will fight Miriam Gutierrez in a 10-round women's lightweight bout. Deron Williams will fight Al Gore in a in a heavyweight bout, which is gonna be four rounds. That's hilarious. I want to see that fight. Liam Paro is gonna fight Yormar. Almaro in a light he- light welterweight bout for 10 rounds. Anthony Taylor will fight Chris Avila in a super middleweight bout. 8 rounds. J- Jaleon Love going to fight Marcus Oliveira in 8 rounds. Is Jaleon Love guys the one, the one guy that says, What you know about these, champ, when he was talking to Tyron Willie when he was going to fight Ben Askren? You don't know about no boxing gloves. That's that guy. So, again, I went on a, a rant about Dylan Dennis. If you love Dylan Dennis, I do apologize, but stuff like that kind of irks me that people just run with that. In Paradigm, I love you, and I know you represent him, but I love you guys. If one of you guys ends up hearing this. I'm really excited about Amanda Serrano fighting again. She's a really good fighter, and a you know what's sad? Because of her association with the Paul brothers, I don't think she's going to get the respect she deserves. But she does deserve a lot of respect. She's a really good fighter. Let's play m- 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 matchmaker, even though I kind of did already. Let's do Bellator. Okay, these are the most recent rankings for Bellator. Okay, so let's start at heavyweight. So Ryan Bader is going to fight Valentin Moldovsky in Arizona. That's a good fight. If his next fight, this is Fedor, is going to be his last, you wait. See what happens. If Valentin Moldovsky beats Ryan Bader, Fedor is either going to fight Czech Congo or Ryan Bader because there's no way him and Moldovsky fight each other. If Moldovsky loses, I guarantee you they'll give I mean, Fedor a title shot. But Dean Nemkov and Corey Anderson are going to fight at some point in 2022. They're just waiting to announce the location. I believe Phil Davis, depending on when Anthony Johnson is going to come back, I believe Phil Davis should fight Julius Anglitskas. And I want to see Leona Machida fight Melvin Manhoff. Gegard Musasi at some point is going to fight Austin Vanderford. And then I would want to see... Either John Salter fight Fabian Edwards or Johnny Eblin. And then give Costello Van Stenis Anatoly Tokov. I'm a big fan of this guy right here, man. The only reason he's not higher is because he hasn't fought as much. Yagoslav Amosov is going to fight Michael Venom Page. I wouldn't mind seeing Douglas Lima fight Jason Jackson. Liam Gracie should fight Logan Storley. Logan Storley is no joke. He's the one that gave 
Yaroslav almost have a hard time. Yaroslav almost have beat him, but it wasn't easy. I heard Patricky Pitbull is gonna fight Brad Primus at some point. So if that's true, Sydney Outlaw should fight Usman Nurmagomedov. And I wanna see Goichi Yamuchi fight Peter Quilly. And then I wanna see, because I don't believe what they did to him was right, I would wanna see Benson Henderson fight Islam Mamadov. AJ McKee, nobody's told me this, but I honestly believe he's gonna rematch Pitbull for the featherweight belt. Adam Borix, I wanna see him fight Aaron Pico or Matt Burnells. I wanna see one of them fight Aaron Pico. So whoever had Adam Borex and Matt Burnell's fights Aaron Pico, I want to see whoever doesn't get that fight, fight Pedro Cavallo. Or I want to see Pedro and Emmanuel Sanchez fight. And then listen for the Bantamweights, listen to my last episodes. I broke down the, the, the tournament bracket. Women's featherweight. Chris Cyborg is going to fight Ked Zingano at some point. That's what I've heard. Arlene Blanco, she should fight Leslie Smith or Liam McCourt. So, okay, whoever Arlene fights, whether it be Leslie or, or Leah, Sinead Kavanaugh should get whoever she doesn't fight. Women flyweight, I don't know what's going on there. Juliana Velasquez is either going to fight Elimelay McFarlane or Liz Carmouche because they're both right there and they both they're either teammates or used to be teammates I'm not sure okay that's it for Bellator let's go to the UFC so we're gonna start at lightweight actually hold on let's do this so Brandon Moreno is gonna fight Davidson Figueroa that's locked for January 22nd if Davison wins, they're going to fight a fourth time. So, stop doing that. Askar Askarov. I believe Askar Askarov and Kaikar France should fight. Or he should fight Alejandro Pantoja. Because the point is, he's defending his ranking. Right, right now, they're kind of stuck because they don't know what's going to happen. So, right now, Askar Askarov. Alejandro Pantoja and I don't know if Alex Perez is going to stay in the weight class because of his weight issues and Brandon Royval and Kai Carfrant should all vie to fight each other just to make their positioning in the rankings a little stronger in my opinion if I'm Ashkar Askarov of course you're number two but you gotta sit and wait so you're gonna you should fight the highest guy which is Alejandro Pantoja and then Kaikara France and Brandon Royval should fight because Kaikara France could break into the top five and Brandon Royval defends his positioning. Aljamain Sterling is locked to fight Peter Yan at some point in 2022. They haven't announced it. But they're locked to fight because he's the interim champ and Aljamain Sterling is the champ. So Peter Yan and him are busy. TJ should honestly fight Jose Aldo. The reason I say that is because it'll make their positioning in the rankings stronger. And depending, like let's say Peter wins, 
let's say he wins and he dominates, they're not going to give Aljo a rematch right away. So they're going to look at whoever has been on a winning streak. And Jose Aldo has won three of his last his last three fights. TJ is coming off that win against Corey Sanhagen, so they should fight each other to give themselves some clout. Corey Sanhagen should lobby for a fight with Rob Font. But Rob Dizbosh is really. He should lobby to either fight Corey Sanhagen or Rob Font. Dominic Cruz just wants to fight up at this point. And Marlon Vera. Honestly, this is what I would like to see. I would like to see Dominic fight Rob Font. And Marlon Vera fight Rob Dizbosh is really. But that's just me. Featherweight. Alex Volkanovski. They're saying the third fight with Max is locked. I wouldn't mind seeing Brian Ortega fight Yair Rodriguez. I wouldn't mind seeing Yair Rodriguez fight Chang Sung Jung, the Korean zombie. Calvin Cater is locked with Giga Chikatze. Josh Emmett, I believe, should lobby for a fight with Chang Sung Jung. But that whole thing's a mess right now, bro. Lightweight. They're saying Charles Oliveira is locked to fight Justin Gaethje at some point. I believe Dustin should fight the loser or wait for Conor McGregor. He should either fight the loser of Islam Mahashev and Benil Dariush or wait for Conor McGregor to come back. Or he might even do this. Go up to 170 to fight Nate. I believe the winner of Islam Mahashev and Benil Dariush at some point in February will get the next title shot. Especially if it's Islam. Maybe if it's Benil, he has to fight one more time. I believe Michael Chandler should either fight Tony Ferguson or Rafael Dos Anjos. Dan Hooker take him out of the rankings because he's going to featherweight. And honestly, I want to see Rafael Fazee fight Gregor Gillespie. That'd be a good fight right there. Welterweight. Um, Usman at some point is going to fight Leon Edwards. Uh, Gilbert Burns will not fight. Vicente Luque. So he should fight Jorge Masvidal. But then at the same time, I also heard that Jorge Masvidal is trying to get a fight with Colby. So Gilbert Burns. People are going to get mad at him. But the thing is, he's already beat Stephen Thompson. So Gilbert Burns, he's in a tough spot, right? Because he's not going to fight Luque. Leon is supposedly in lock to fight Kamar Usman. You can either see him going Mazadal or Covington, but I think those guys are locked into a fight with each other. There is another guy by the name of Hamza Chimaev that he'll probably say yes to, but I believe Hamza's too low. How are you going to put number two versus number 11, even though they say these rankings are kind of a joke? Because for Hamza, I would like to see him fight Sean Brady or Neil Magny, and I heard Neil Magny is the one they're trying to do. But at the same time, you got you got to fight like Bilal Muhammad, who's number ten, and he's gonna fight number five, Stephen Thompson. So we'll see, man. Middleweight: Robert Whitaker and Israel Adesanya are locked for February twelfth. Marvin Vittori should honestly fight the winner of Jared Cannonier and Derek Brunson, who are gonna fight on January twenty second. Paulo Costa should honestly fight Jack Hermanson, Sean Strickland. 
I believe he's fighting Jack Hermanson. Okay, so if Sean Strickland is fighting Jack Hermanson, Paulo Costa should wait and fight the winner of that. Uriah Hall is supposedly fighting Darren Till. Kevin Gastelum should either fight Brad Tavares or Nasruddin Imanov. I'm really excited to see what Andre Muniz does. And then I believe Kevin Holland is going to welterweight and there are rumors of him fighting Nick Diaz. Light heavyweight, Jan Brakovic is going to fight Alexander Rakage at the end of March in Columbus, Ohio. Oh yeah, that's another thing I didn't say. So, with the fight night, they're somewhat going back on the road. Like, they're going to pick. They're still going to use the Apex a lot from what I understand. But they're, they're starting to go back on, out on the road. Like, Dana White changes tune a lot. He's saying, if we don't go back on the road, if we do, it's all the same to me. I got Florida. I got Texas. I got Las Vegas. And I got Fight Island. And I got the Apex. I guess they're doing well enough with this method they have that if they never go back on the road, he's cool with it. But they are starting to go back on the road. You know what would be cool? You know what would be cool? I know I'm jumping around, but you know what would be cool? If they do, because Colby said he's open it, that if they do Hamza versus Colby, and you know how he's from Portland, Oregon, it's a smaller market. If they do a fight night there and he's the main event with Hamza, that would be cool. We're going to light heavyweight. So, Jan Brakovic is going to fight Alexander Rakage. So, they're locked. So, that leaves Yuri Prochatska open to fight Glover Teixeira at some point in 2022. Tiago Santos is going to fight Magomed Akilaev. And I believe Anthony Smith should fight Dominic Reyes. But that's just me. Heavyweights. Ciro Gan is going to fight... Francis Ngannou on January 22nd. That's locked. Derek Lewis is going to fight. Where is he? What? That guy's not even ranked? Yes, he is. Chris Dawkins, number seven. I'm like, yes, he is. Derek Lewis is going to fight number seven, Chris Dawkins. So, I don't remember if Alexander Volkov and Rosino Rosenstrike have fought, but they should fight. Curtis Blades. If he could fight Stipe, but I've heard that Stipe is going to wait for the winner of Cyril and Francis. Taito Ivasa, I believe he's going to fight Tom Aspinall or Marcin Tabura next. And I don't know what they'll do with the Gusto Sakai. Moving on to the women's straw weight. So Rose and Carla have said they want to fight each other. So I believe that's going to be locked after some point in 2022. Wei Li should fight Marina Rodriguez. Jan Shinian should fight Mackenzie Dern. Or Mackenzie should fight Claudia Gedalia. Or Claudia Gedalia should fight Tisha Torres. Because I believe Michelle Watterson and Amanda Hebas are locked. And Amanda Lemus and Angela Hill are locked for this weekend. Flyweight, again, I believe. At this point, the only fight to make for four Valentina Shevchenko at flyweight is Talia Santos. But I believe Talia Santos should fight at least a few more times. 
She should either fight Jennifer Maya or Lauren Murphy. Because I believe her next fight is going to be... She's going to wait to see if Juliana beats Amanda again. Because I believe that fight will happen no later than April. But I don't know if Valentina wants to wait that long. Because Talia Santos is right there. But I just don't know if she's ready. Like, that's the worst, right? Because... I don't know, like, what do you do, man? What do you do? She's being everybody. You can't, you can't tell me she can easily beat number six, seven, and eight. She can, and she can easily beat number nine. She already beat number ten. Roxanne Modafferi is about to retire. So I honestly believe Valentina Shevchenko is going to go and try to be champ champ as soon as the second... Now, the only problem I see that is, let's say Amanda beats Juliana, do they do the third fight right away? Because that's the next fight. I don't care what anybody tells me, the next fight for the belt at 135 is Amanda Nunes versus Juliana Pena. So if I'm Holly Holm, I'm trying to fight, I mean, because she already beat Irene Aldana. I don't know what's going on with Holly Holm though, so... If you're Holly Holm and you're waiting, you try to pick a fight with Caitlin Vieira, or you can pick a fight with Misha Tate because she beat you. You can sell that fight. Because Yana Kunisnayev is pregnant. But then Aspen Ladd also wants a piece of Misha Tate. And then if you're Caitlin Vieira, you're still lobbying for Irene Aldana because right now everything's a mess. Because Irene has a loss over Holly Holm. Amanda Nunes and Juliana Pena were locked as soon as Amanda tapped out. Like, the, the rematch is locked. The only way that this rematch does not happen right away is if Amanda says, no, give it to somebody else. That's the only way this fight doesn't happen. And then featherweights, I don't know. Go fight Cypher. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then another thing I forgot, another thing to look forward to is 2022. Where does Kayla Harrison go? Does she go back with PFL? Does she sign with Bellator? Does she sign with UFC? I don't think she'll sign with UFC because I believe she has a friendship with the men that they both train at ATT. And a lot of people are saying that the video, uh, Kayla Harrison was mad because Amanda lost because now she won't get to fight her. I don't think that's true. I think that's her friend and she wants to see her succeed. I believe that. I don't know. She might have been mad because there might have been a backdoor deal that, hey, if Amanda wins, 145, you and her, because you guys heard what Dana said at the press conference, that would have been a multi-million dollar fight. Who knows? But that's all I got for you guys. One quick thing before I go is I want to say thank you to everybody that's listened to this show. I will see you guys in the new year. I hope to make this better. I hope to be better at putting out content with the podcast um i hope to get better at doing it i hope as the episodes have progressed you guys have heard the difference in me i try to be better i don't know if i'm doing any better but i try to be remember to follow me on instagram at punch in the mouth official on twitter at pitm at official underscore PITM. Official underscore PITM. That's what it is. And then my YouTube channel, PITM TV, which I will be updating a lot more in the coming weeks. Again, guys, thank you so much. 
I know these past two years have been hard. But we'll get through them together. Just be safe out there. Wear a mask. And all that good stuff. Stay safe. Keep the horns up. And if you follow my music, um, journalism, I got some cool stuff coming, I promise. Alright, deuces. Have a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah. I don't know what other holidays there are, but my mom, she always gets mad that people say Happy Holidays. So that's why I'm saying Happy Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, and whatever else you celebrate, happy that. Alright, this is guys. Thank you so much for supportive here. I'll see you guys next year.